You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Um, can we just um, lift our hands and let's pray towards her. And we declare that God will use you for more things, greater things, that the Lord shall indeed make you a shining light. The light of the Lord shall shine upon you greater and greater in Jesus' name. Amen. So it's a small house today because of the rain, so I'm hoping that it's going to be as interactive as possible. Um, and I hope everyone is doing well and has had a great week after the Easter celebrations. God bless you. Um, for the last couple of Sundays, we've been talking about missions, evangelism. Um, um, and that's the major call for every one of us um, who's given his or our lives to Christ. Um, God expects that we we'll would share the gospel. And what's the gospel? Basically, my experience, your experience to the world, so that we also get other people to experience what we've experienced um, in God. And we're going to build on that today. So today's um, conversation, we're sharing gospel, uh, will be also be growing uh, conversations around missions and evangelism. But before we go into that, let's quickly pray. Um, dear Father, we thank you for a moment like this. We thank you for the showers of rain, because in all things, we should give you thanks. Uh, we thank you because based on that now, we are assured um, that crops will be cultivated and more things will grow. We thank you because we know Holy Spirit has arrived ahead of us um, to ensure that we get the message of today. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you lead this conversation and most importantly, um, open our hearts that we all shall receive the specific message um, for each and every one of us today. We thank you because we know you've heard us and you've answered us. For in Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Amen. So, today we'll be talking about unleashing contagious joy. And every single aspect of today's service has actually made some points around that, including the um, Bible study um, this morning. If you missed that, please, you missed a lot. <laughs> so please try to um, come when next we're having the Bible study. And I'll be drawing from a, a lot of things that was, I mean, discussed during today's Bible service, um, Bible study, um, as we go ahead with discussing on unleashing contagious joy. Can everybody please repeat with me? Unleashing contagious joy. Yes. Um, my first reading will be coming from Isaiah chapter 12, verses 3 to 6. Isaiah chapter 12, verses 3 to 6. And I'll read. With joy you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. In that wonderful day you will sing, thank the Lord, praise his name. Tell the nations what he has done. Let them know how mighty he is. Sing to the Lord, for he has done wonderful things. Make known his praise around the world. Let all the people of Jerusalem shout his praise with joy. For great is the only one of Israel who lives among you. I'll quickly read again from Romans chapter 8, verses um, 14 to 15. Um, Romans chapter 8, verses 14 to 15. Um, this time around from the Amplified Classic um, Version. For all who are led by the Spirit of God as sons of God. For the Spirit which you have, which you have now received, is not a spirit of slavery to put you once more in bondage to fear. 
but you have received the spirit of adoption, the spirit producing sonship, in the bliss of which we cry, Abba, Father, Father. Amen. And God bless the reading of his word in our hearts in Jesus' name. Let's, let's take it home. Let's, let's be very real. We are dealing with a lot of things in the current dispensation. And it's the truth, right? Um, from having to make ends meet. Paraventure, there's some of us um, dealing with issues with we've not been engaged in any form of employment in the last couple of months. It's gotten so bad that we are embarrassed because, I mean, typically when you're hanging out, there's times where it's Dutch, everybody pays for their meals, right? But you're not even, on, you're unable to hang out with your friends because you know you will not be able to afford to pay or to contribute to the pool. Um, you're not able to communicate with your peers because you feel you are way behind um, when it comes to how much everybody has gone far um, in terms of their career. Some other um, situation, and let me just so that it, there's a tendency we sometimes feel these experiences are unique to us, right? Uh, maybe Pastor BWS has not experienced it before. No, she finished from school and then everything has always been bright. So let me share my own experience. So I've been in that position before. So I recollect I was working um, at the big four at some point in time. And then I knew when it was time to go into entrepreneurship, right? Um, and you'll have thought, ah, since you heard, ah, once you just start the first one month, so I'm an accountant, by the way. So when I say entrepreneurship, it meant having clients to provide, I mean, um, services to. So you'll have thought, ah, I mean, from the first month, Holy Spirit will just send somebody to you and give you a client, obviously, because you're not going to take your former employer's clients, right? One month, two months, three months, no client, right? And I'll wake up and I'll be sending emails and I'll say, we, I was the only one. <laughs> so we will get back, we hope you get back to, we hope, we hope you read our email, I was the only one. <laughs> but at least you, let, you want the client to know it's not just you, otherwise they won't give you anything. But one month, two months, three months, it was terrible. So my friends, when we, I mean, occasionally then you want to hang out, um, I stopped, I could not because I didn't want it to be a regular thing where people were covering for, oh, don't worry, I will cover for you, right? It was so, it was so terrible that it's, it's a, a funny joke. Um, I was watching my expenses to the extent that I'd rather take the alternative in front of church than take the toll because of the 120 era. Yeah, it was that serious. Now we can laugh about it, right? But just to let you know that we're being real here. So we understand, we've been, we've been through it together, right? So, so some other person might say, well, um, I lost my current job. I mean, things were going very well, and now I've lost my current job for no good reason. Maybe the company went down, could not afford um, to carry the overheads, or the owner relocated in some cases. And some other person will say, look, even my current job, I mean, yeah, you say I should be grateful. But with my current job, I barely can cover all my monthly expenses. And we're going to be discussing all of this. And some other person is relationships. We are being real about what we're experiencing. So when you say unleashing contagious joy, you're saying PAP. It doesn't make sense at this point in time. What do I, need? What do I have to unleash? Another person can be about relationships, right? Some, some of us will say, look, I've not been in any real relationship. I don't even know what, it's, what it is like to be loved. 
right? And when I say relationship, not only romantic, right? Even friends. Like, I've not had a real friend before. I might be probably be talking about someone. And someone would say, I mean, I was in a good relationship before, but the guy just broke up with me, or she broke up with me. And I'll share an example of that also. And in fact, the day he or she was going to break up, I paid for the meal. <laughs> oh, yes. It sounds funny, but I've, I've, those are life experiences. And that just drew my attention. Lisby was reminding me. So when those heartbreak happen, to also tell you that it's real, so I remember back in uni, I dated someone for about three years prior to graduating. And then after graduation, was wearing, and I was going to camp. And I remember that was when she said um, she had a conversation with her folks. And because I was Yoruba, and she was from another part of the country, we would have to call it off. It was, it was demoralizing. I remember being in camp. You know camp was a time where you meet people, have fun, and mix, and all of that. It was a super experience for me because I kept thinking about the lady at the point in time, right? So I'm also saying it's real. <laughs> and we can joke about it and laugh about it, but I'm sure there might be somebody here who's also saying, I cannot unleash contagious joy because of this. Another situation could be friends. So you've had good friends, and then they've betrayed you. You trusted them with things that were very personal to you and you realize they just shared it randomly. And these are people you trusted. So how can I, right, um, unleash contagious joy? Another one can be that you lost someone close to you, family member, and you're in a state where you're barely trying to get your life back or make sense of life. How can you unleash contagious joy? And all of what I've described has affected some of us in various ways, from having to turn to drinking a lot, taking drugs. I learned there are so many types of drugs now. Um, the only thing back in uni days we knew was weed, and that was like, ah, you must be hard to be on weed. But I learned there are so many now. And in fact, I was talking to someone on Friday, and the person said, in this current generation, when you go to some people's homes on the dining table, you know the way you have bowls of fruits? You have bowls of different drugs. So you just choose the one you, you want. But the conversation, I mean, the focus is not on that. It's just the why behind that. It's different things we are passing through. Different, different situations. And everybody's trying to find a way um, to manage that situation a way to find some level of life within that. And this conversation will be around that today because God's plan is that we have life and we have life in abundance and then we'll be able to unleash that contagious joy. So it's going to be in three sections as we discuss today. I mean, first is about the place God has for you in him, which is the place of joy of the life of the believers. God's intention is that you have the abundance of joy and it flows through you, that people see it and people are drawn to you and then drawn to God. The struggle to have basic needs met has kept a lot of us in survival mode, um, planning and living based on rising cost of essential commodities 
I'm frustrated by personal and external barriers to finding fulfillment. So we basically live every day, trying to make sense of each day, trying to just get by, trying to be able to cover um, in various costs and various expenses. However, friends, in Jesus, salvation brings joy. Joy strengthens, sets free, and provides the platform for right engagement with the provisions on the gospel. The truth is, everything you need came with a package of salvation. Everything you need now or you will ever need. And that's why in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, it says, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So before you knew him, before you were formed, before you knew who God was, before you loved him, God had made his provisions available to you. Before you had a need for a car, before you had a need for a phone, before you had a need for friends, before you had a need for love, right? God had made it available unto you. And that comes with salvation. All you need to do is have that salvation. God truly understands our needs. And that's why it's not surprising that the Lord's Prayer indicates divine interest in the provisions of daily essentials for God's children. Seize the struggle and come to the Father who truly cares. As you have found God, find joy in Him. Joy in Him. Don't let worry and anxiety cripple you. The opposite of joy is heaviness. So each time you are not experiencing joy, you most probably be experiencing heaviness. And heaviness comes with what we've described in terms of life issues, relationships, financial issues, work issues, friendship, loss of loved one, um, situation of not being loved. Make an enemy of spirit of heaviness. There's a spirit of joy and the spirit of heaviness. Be deliberate about which spirit, which spirits you let into your heart. When the devil can't touch your spirit, which is the truth, it tries to get you emotionally. Be careful not to tolerate the spirit of heaviness. Heaviness is a sinker. It's like dropping a man in the ocean with a heavy metal yoke around his neck. The spirit of heaviness will sink you and keep you from victory. So you need to detach. You need to be, take control of your mind because out of it flows the issues of life. Right, so the more you're able to control what to accept in and take on the salvation and the joy that comes with it, then you, then you are getting the victory from day one. Living with negative emotions like fear, worry, anxiety, bitterness, regrets, anger, and shame will open the door to the spirit of heaviness in your life. Negative emotions leave you vulnerable to experiences, experiences like Panic attacks, clinical dep depression, outbursts of rage, malice, and wrong decisions in general. Those are the fruits of harboring emotions, negative emotions. The fruits of having a sense of heaviness in your heart. So you ask, so what's God's, what, yeah, so we've seen all of this. Um, and we understand that we need to guard our hearts with all diligence. So what's God's plan? God's plan actually is for us to enjoy joy in abundance through salvation. And then, moving to the I mean, next section, 
spreading the gospel through contagious joy. First, accept him. And that joy, you can't take, you, it cannot be explained. But once you have it, then the next thing God expects is that we spread the gospel through contagious joy. And I'll be reading from Isaiah chapter 60, um, verses 1 to 2a, from the Amplified Classic um, Version. And it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed and commissioned me to bring good news to the humble and afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the wounds of the brokenhearted, to proclaim release from confinement and condemnation to the physical and spiritual captives, and freedom to prisoners, to proclaim the favorable year, favorable year of the Lord. Amen. One of the promises of salvation and a fruit of undwelling, indwelling spirit of God is joy. Believers are required to help others understand that God gives joy as an antidote to the oppressive and depressive circumstances present in the world. And I said, one important thing I've always enjoyed is joy and peace from salvation. No matter the situation, even when you could not, I could not pay for toll. Even when I could not chip in, right? There was that sense of, I mean, thinking about it now, I'm asking myself how I was able to stay month one. So month, each month is 30 days, right? And at the average, um, 20 working days, every single day. And guess what? Every single day, 7 a.m. I'm at my desk, but no client. And I'll be on that desk till four, plastic chair and table. Right, yeah. <laughs> month one, month two, month three. The first gig will come month three, I think middle of the month. And then the client will say, well, I'll give you two companies. But, but no work till the fourth month. But what kept, it was joy. It was peace. Peace that God has got you. And that same joy is not limited to me. There's nothing about me. It's available to every single one of us. God is looking forward to you reaching out to him and he's going to put in you that joy and make it shine that people will see it. Beyond forgiveness of sins, a key impact of salvation is the inner work of the Holy Spirit which brings peace, joy, and hope for the present and the future. We need to introduce the world to this peace, joy, and hope through evangelism. That's basically what evangelism is all about. While Jesus declared his manifesto in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, that the anointing was upon him to preach ill and, unto, and unburdened, it was essentially listing out his arsenal and the tools that were available to him to set different categories of captives free. The joy and peace that Jesus gives are weapons in an arsenal to activate in the battle for souls. All you experience, the joy you have, the peace you have, those are the arsenals. That's what you're going to use to actually draw men onto him. In a world that is increasingly dark and despondent, it is time for the people of God to weaponize our peace and joy, especially where these qualities may have been dormant within. John chapter 14, verses 27 says, I am leaving you with a gift peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. The world can give it to you. The drugs will give it to you. 
uh, wrong relationships as a means of trying to draw love to yourself and give it to you, right? Um, getting into illegal financial activities won't give it to you. But you have it already as a package uh, with joy and peace from God. John chapter 14, verse 27 says, Peace I leave with you. My own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. And do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. Similarly, people need to understand that the divine welfare package comes into play at salvation and is sustained by joy in thanksgiving. Salvation is the premise for adoption into God's family. That makes you, that gives you the right to that package. And it's simple as just confessing. The Heavenly Father patiently and lovingly sees to the needs of his children, regardless of inflation and bleak economic forecasts. God is beyond Nigeria's economy. It's beyond even the UK's economy. It's beyond any economy. And it comes with a package like we like we had we had we had read before the foundation of the earth. It made a package available to you. Believers are the salt and light of the world. In the preaching of the gospel, let people know that there is a liberation and exchange of worry and anxiety for joy and peace. So I'll share, I'll share an experience. One first thing is being the salt. Have you wondered why? when you make typically meals, you don't need more than a pinch most of the time of salt. And it addresses the entire meal, right? When I was dwelling on this, what the Spirit was saying is, you don't need to share more than an experience you've had with God. And that experience sows the seeds. That's all. That's why you only need a pinch. You only need a pinch of an experience to share. And then the Holy Spirit does his work. Um, so back in uni, just to share an experience around this, uh, one or two. Um, I used to be a social, um, I used to be in a club. I mean, those that went to um, federal universities, you know, club boys and all of that, half parties, um, you are the people that I'm known socially and all of that, right? Um, and obviously after university, your friends will still be your friends because, I mean, um, typically your closest friends, I mean, for me personally, are still my secondary school friends and the uni friends also, right? And talking about being the salt, so with the knowledge of Christ and then growing in God, you still find once in a while hanging out with your friends. Um, so quite a number of them still are enjoying that area of life. So regularly, they're still the regular guys. Um, once a club is opened, a new or a new restaurant, they're always there and all of that. So the few times we actually hang out, I realized that without me preaching, they know my standpoint on certain issues, right? Um, issues around marriage, around women, around um, and all that. So you see them cracking their joke and they will excuse them and say, oh, excuse me, no, <laughs> you're a pastor. So not because they know I'm a pastor, but way before then. So I'm talking three, four, five years ago. Right. About two, three years ago, 
And then when, I mean, so they're typically, every Friday they're out, Friday, Saturday till now. Um, but they know each time, even if there's someone's birthday before the clubbing time, um, I typically would say, ah, it's Friday, I need to prepare for video. So they know, don't even bother inviting him. But where's the testimony? The testimony is one of the leaders amongst that group who reach out privately just before COVID and say, ha, he has some, he didn't even share what the issue was. He said, but you know what, can you send me the address of that video you go to? Um, and then what time it starts? And he's knocking, he came for video, he's been there once or twice, but it's not my job to ask him what the issue was, but he knew there was something. He knew there was something he couldn't get from the club. He knew there was something he couldn't get from those friends. He knew there was a power that he needed to deal with personally. He didn't ask me to pray for him. For him. I never bothered to ask what the issue was, but he knew. So that salt at the right time spread in him. Another example, um, I mean, that the Holy Spirit drew my attention to is, so there's someone that worked with uh, my firm for, he resigned, I mean, he was living at the sixth year of being with the firm. And then when we were having that um, sent forth party um, for him, and he said something, he said, when he joined, he didn't know anything about God. But, and I didn't even know, but he's been watching me, and now that he's leaving, and I, because he's more of a social media, we're talking about social media evangelist, right? He's one of the, he's Facebook. So I see him, he puts word out there and all of that, right? So I've been noticing that for the past three years. But he said something, he said, look, everything is become, but because he was watching me, I don't preach in my, in my, at my firm, right? Not that there's anything wrong with that. We don't even do, you know, the organization you do Friday praise and worship. We don't even do it, right? But the seed was sown or the salt dropped from just watching from afar. And I dare to say it's more even more of an evangelist than myself, right? Without, without, without me having to ever preach to him, without me ever having to even share the word with them, right? And what am I driving at? Your life and the contagious joy will draw men to God. You don't even have to do the preaching. What you need to do is just have that foundation and enjoy that joy and peace of mind. And it should draw men. Because the world, there's deep darkness. And the only way people will get out of it is light. And you only need a dim of light. We are joy extenders and must have the right attitude towards our assignment. Let your life model the joy that comes from, comes with knowing Jesus. We must joyfully spread joy to the rest of the world. Develop the attitude and preparation of the contemporary soul winner and joy extender who is aware of the social context and thus, thus operates with empathy, love and compassion and approachability to bring joy to the despairing. And so, I mean, we, we ask, it's not only from your lifestyle that you actually express or you unleash this contagious joy. Um, over time, you find out that the Holy Spirit will nudge you once you have that great desire to share God's word. What has worked for me, and Holy Spirit was reminding me, 
without me realizing, interestingly, has been um, right here in Uber. So the first time it happened was maybe five, six years ago. I was on vacation somewhere, and then, um, so my Uber driver was a lady, and we just got talking. And she was telling me about a university, um, that she, 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 she um, goes on Uber for the weekend to make some money, and then randomly talked about, she started it, randomly asked where I was from, um, and then some situation led to talking about um, Joel Austin. And they said, oh, we're just talking, ah, she's been looking forward to meeting him and all of that and all of that. And then the seed was sown. And then she promised that, ah, in fact, I joked that, ah, I mean, she, she saved my number and sent me a picture. She tried to have a very session with me and sent me a picture. I, I don't know Joel Austin. I mean, I know him, but I've never met him right. Um, and recently, I'm, I'm sure it's about last Q1 this year anyway, maybe February, um, in Lagos, I was coming from a friend's event, so I took um, both. And then I got into the car, and then the guy used his um, inner mirror, rear mirror, and said, ah, he knows my face from somewhere, but he, can, he couldn't picture it. I said, okay. And then we got and asked him what he does apart from, I figured he was related to maybe work. And he said, oh yeah, that is a tech, he's a tech um, guy, um, innovative, um, what's it? And we started talking and then said, well, but, um, the boat business, things have not been going well for his planned startup, I think. And the one thing led to another, and we go talking, and I just basically shared my experience as an entrepreneur. So even before entrepreneurship, I mean, things are done um, as a means to an end, right? I mean, the kind of jobs are done. And we're like, wow, wow, okay, now you need to remember where he met me and all of that. I, I didn't, you didn't expect that I would have gone through all of that. I said, yeah, but that's the truth. And guess what? He's a serious member of LifePoint now from a ride. I didn't, did I preach to him? No, not in any way. I didn't even think I made, well, let's, okay. And I, oh, so I, now I, I think he asked where I worship. I wasn't talking about oh, the Lord is coming and all of that, no. We're just talking innovation. We're just talking tech. We're just talking, oh, how, how did I get to that level? And I said, look, don't believe all of that. There was, there was a face. This was my life, right? Don't let the public world, you know, the way the Instagram life, um, this is me. And I, had this, I have a story to tell. So whatever your dream is, you can also achieve it. Ah, where do I worship? And then it came to life point the following day. In fact, I dare to say probably attend more service than I am because I know it does exchange. Last time I saw him, so we're driving again. This time I was in my car, and then he wound down. Was yeah, they said he just left the service we had on Good Friday. She was like, "You didn't even see me there, right?" Because <laughs> I missed that. What am I driving at? God can use any situation to get you to share about Him, to get you to just. I know you have to just be real. Share your experience. And the question is, how approachable are you? Do your manner and personality make it easy for the free flow of the gospel? Or are you too much of a top chick that can't be, <laughs> or make big guy, can't be. But the truth is, is the intention of the heart. And you can ask the Holy Spirit once you have that great desire, right? And like my own experience, I don't even mention church, I don't mention gospel. 
right? But when I'm talking about business, or I'm talking about you would sense that it's not ordinary. You will sense that it's not by my power. You will sense that it's not by my intelligence. And you would, you would know. And then the next thing, if you, if it's either you ask me or the seed will be sown and you want to get answers to it, I mean, that's my own experience. And the last part is, how do we spread joy? And I'll just give you a few points um, that would encourage you to adopt. Um, develop a correct attitude to soul winning. A poor attitude will keep you disinterested in the hour. So you need to have a, a, a develop an attitude and a desire for soul winning. winning. Learn to speak from your personal account, encounter with Jesus and your salvation experience. And it's usually this way. Where were you? What did Jesus do? Where are you now? Develop your story. Develop your story. Um, let people know the peace of mind, hope, and joy that your salvation has brought to your life. So I need to also reiterate here. So it doesn't mean even when I was in, I mean, when I was in the Uber and discussing with the guy, I didn't have my problems. I did have my problems. But my joy is, <laughs> my problems are irrelevant. My joy is deeper than any problem. Joy of salvation is way deeper. So it's not the absence of um, issues. It's not the absence of concerns. Um, do I have things I need to deal with this week? Yes, a lot. In fact, I can give you something to help with <laughs> if you don't mind. But that's irrelevant when it comes to the joy of salvation. It's way deeper than that. And we all can get from this because we have a full package waiting for us if you've not met Christ. I know some of us will be saying, I mean, I mean, PAP, it's easy for you to talk about this joy. It might, be, it might be easier, but what I'm dealing with is way deeper. If you, if you know my story, you will be telling me to, un, to unleash um, contagious joy. I need the joy. And I have good news for you. The Holy Spirit was waiting for you. Because not only is he waiting to give you that joy, he's waiting to make the joy permanent to you. He's waiting to give you a life that when people meet you, people want to know who your God is. He doesn't want you to just carry it for your personal need, but wants you to be the one to emanate it, that the world will know that Jesus is in you and is ready to transform your life. So peradventure, there's any one of us passing through some level of depression, despair, hopelessness, loneliness, economic issues, and, you've not, and you want to experience the joy of, of salvation. You've not experienced it before. It's something that I will tell you, your life will not remain the same. Your life will not remain the same. Men will see you and glorify your Father who is in heaven because of joy of salvation. Um, so with all eyes closed and all heads bowed, I'd like us to pray. All eyes closed and all heads bowed. If there's anyone here um, that's, that's expressing some level of depression, PAP, people I call friends that I trusted in, they disappointed. I'm alone. I'm not even able to afford, even coming here was a tough situation for me, coming to church today. 
I'm not able to afford the basic things in life. But I hear you that there's a package for me. I want to know this God. I want to be able to have life that people will see joy in me and be drawn to God. I want to, be, I want to have joy in myself. If you are anyone, if there's anyone like that, or I've known Christ before by falling and I'm beginning to experience depression. I feel, I feel alone. I feel lost. I've lost my job. Things look like everything is on the downturn. I want to experience God again. I want to experience this joy you're talking about. And not only experience it for myself. I want to have it so much full. Like uh, T.D. Jake said, it was so full that it's now an overflow. And I can't but just let people see that Christ is in me. If you are falling into any of this category, could you please lift your hand? I won't ask you to stand up. Just lift your hand and they will pray. You want to rededicate your life or give your life afresh. You want to enjoy the joy of salvation. Please just raise your hand. Can you raise it up eyes? Please. All eyes closed and all heads bowed. Okay. We'll pray. I can, see, I can see one hand, so we'll quickly pray. Dear Father, we thank you for your daughter. We thank you for the package you have for her. Before we go into prayers, I'd like you to please repeat after me. Say, Dear Father, I thank you for this opportunity in your presence. I thank you because you loved me before I ever knew you. You loved me so much that you sent your only begotten son for only me to draw me closer and reconcile me to you. I this morning confess all my sins and I declare you as my Lord and Savior. Dear Father, come into me and transform my life. And let me enjoy joy unspeakable, the joy of your salvation in Jesus' name. While still praying, Father, we lift your daughter into your hands. We thank you for your love towards her. We thank you because you ordained this service for her. And she's the one you spoke about that you want her to have so much joy that people will see her and ask, who is her father? Who is her God? And we declare that that will be the experience of her going forward in the mighty name of Jesus. For adventure, she needs you in particular area of her life in specific. We ask, oh Lord, that you transform her life there, that you fill the gap, the vacuum will be filled, will be filled by you, oh Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, do what you are best known to do. Comfort her and strengthen her in Jesus' name. Generally, we lift everyone at this service to your hand, dear Father. We thank you because we know you love us. We ask, oh Lord, that you transform each of our lives that indeed we shall be joy extenders, that people shall see our lives and want to know who our God is, that you shall help us to be able to evangelize more using the different platforms you would have us use. Holy Spirit, strengthen us, do greater works in us and through, through us, and let us indeed be the light and the salt of the world. In the mighty, mighty name of Jesus we have prayed. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, 
please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash lifepointng.